I was telling him about it, and he's like, Why don't you be a writer? I'm like, because I'm supposed to be a teacher. He's like, why are you supposed to be anything? You can be whatever you want. And so I changed my major and became a journalism student and fast forward to today and I've been writing a lot. You can read a shit ton of books. You can take a whole bunch of courses. But if you don't actually start writing, what are you even doing, man? Bruh. Welcome to Creative Ops. A podcast for creative people. Hello, everyone. How are you? I'm Christopher Talon. I am the host of Creative Ops, a podcast for creative people. I talked to a creative person who had me as a guest on their podcast, The Bloggy Friends Show. Her name is Ashley Grant, known on the internet as the famous Ashley Grant. She came on and talked about finding the right path, as you heard in that little intro. She talks about blogging, ghostwriting, both the pros and the cons of that, uh, working for different online mediums, including <laughs> including medium.com. I didn't try to do that, but hey, there you go. It happened. Uh, and she talks about freelancing and just getting into doing things, pitching yourself as a writer, if you're a writer, or you know whatever it is you want to be. Pitch yourself as that. Be that. Do that. That's kind of her thing. Then we talked about uh, her podcast and some of her just life experiences. She's moved around the country a bit, uh, stuff like that. So get ready for it because uh, I'm about to drop it on you right here. So thank you to Ashley Grant for coming on, and uh, thank you for listening. We both appreciate you. All right, folks, Ashley Grant. this already where it's going no that we'll just start from there and we'll uh we'll you know keep talking sure okay um yeah i started uh the blogging friends show um on april 1st 2020 right at the like the beginning of when the pandemic hit the united states and mm. i started it on april 1st because that way if it was horrible i could say it was a joke that it was april <laughs> um but uh but yeah I, I i did some episodes i committed to 10 and I was like, okay, I'm just going to get on the microphone and do 10 episodes, figure out what the hell I'm doing. And uh, after those 10 episodes, then I'll consider bringing guests on. And after a while, I finally was just like, all right, it's time to either put up or shut up. And and so I started inviting guests. And my very first guest was Robert Innes Jr. And he, um, I was on his podcast like three or four times before he was on mine. And he and I, we've known each other goodness since i was 16 years old working at is, a movie theater is his podcast similar uh in nature as far as like talking to people who blog and people who write no actually his is about movies he uh he does oh, okay. the cricket table podcast and uh we we uh worked together at a movie theater and so 
it just it was like fitting that we were always talking about movies and yeah, so yeah. um we we had episodes where we talked about fight club we talked about confidence and um <laughs> oh goodness i can't remember the third movie but but yeah we we talked about all kinds of fun stuff and um so when he was on mine we were talking about blogging because um he was actually one of the very first ghostwriters that i hired um to work with me and I, I kind of introduced him to the world of ghostwriting because he had always had a byline. We were, we, we both went to uh university of South Florida. We majored in journalism. We were, you know, trying to make a name for ourselves. And then finally, you know, when the economy got hit with everything, um, yeah. you know, freelancers were the first to go. And so it was like, well, now what do we do? And so I started ghostwriting for people in 2014 and I was telling him about it and I was like, Hey, I'm finally making full-time income again. I'm not getting the credit, but I'll take the cash. And yeah. he's like, well, tell me more about that. And so I, I kind of uh, brought him on board with one of the clients I was working with and the rest is history, as they say. <laughs> What was your first interest in writing? For mine, it was very specifically when I was in grade school, probably mid-elementary school. My grandma used to let me play on her typewriter when I would spend a weekend at her house while my parents had a kid-free weekend. And that was when I was like, ooh, I wrote a story. And she would kind of like make notes on it and give it back to me and I would redo it. And that was really when I was like, oh, this is how writing works. I love that. I love yeah. that. Uh, for me, um, I didn't know I was ever going to pursue writing professionally, um, to be honest with you. Whenever I was in grade school, I, I, I did excel at writing. I was very good at it. Um, I was always the girl that, you know, if we had a book report or something, I would do it the night before because, yeah. you know, being on deadline, it was just normal for me. It was just, you know, memorize, regurgitate, forget. And uh, I remember in college, I was actually um, on track to be a high school social studies teacher. Um, I was, oh. I, I was in the college of education. I, uh, was starting to substitute teach and, and learn the things that I needed to know. Ooh, substitute teaching is rough. It really was. <laughs> Sorry to cut you off, but my first day of substitute teaching, I was at, uh, and somebody tried to choke and like one student tried to choke another student, like properly, not just grabbing them by the shoulders, <laughs> but like choking them. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? going on right now and i had to go get another teacher to be like oh you knuckleheads yeah yeah it doesn't surprise me at all i mean i i i had everything that ran the gamut from you know death threats to i i had to have a, a human resource officer like actually walk me to my car one day because a student was angry that i you know told them that they had to do their work during the class just because the teacher wasn't there didn't mean they couldn't do the work um, yeah. And funnily enough, uh, writing is actually one of the reasons I'm no longer substitute teaching, but we'll, we'll get into that in a second. But, uh, but yeah, I was on track to be a, a high school social studies teacher. And um, the, the craziest thing happened. I, uh, <laughs> I don't even know like how to explain this story other than to just tell what happened. And I don't remember the professor's name, but one of my professors, um, she came up to me and she's like, Ashley, you know, I've, I've, I've really been enjoying writing you know, reading all of your writing in the class. Cause I had to write about like art essays and, and analyzing art. And so she, she asked me to stay after class and I thought I was in trouble. I thought like, Oh my goodness, she's going to say I was like plagiarizing or something when I, when I wasn't, I really wasn't. But uh, so she called me in and she's like, you still need um, an elective. And I think that what you should do is for your elective, take mass communications. She goes, you, you're really good at writing. You're really good at you know, taking a, a story and, and letting it blossom. And I was like, mass communications. Like, I never thought of that. She's like, yeah, I had this crazy dream last night that you're a reporter. 
And I was like, a reporter? Like, I never thought of that. And uh, so she's like, yeah, just humor me, you know, next semester, take a mass communications class. And I took intro to mass communications with Dr. Rick Wilbur. And that particular year, he would bring in um, journalists to actually talk to us. And we had Pete Williams, who was actually freelancing um, for the sports section of USA Today. Okay. And I, I was just obsessed with the fact that he was a freelancer. I thought it was so cool that he was working for so many different people. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, as I was listening to this, I'm like, okay, I don't want to be a teacher. I, I want to be a writer. And I remember I went home and I was like, I was so messed up. Like, I, I didn't know what to do. And my boyfriend at the time, who who became my my husband, I was telling him about it. And he's like, well, why don't you be a writer? I'm like, because I'm supposed to be a teacher. He's like, why are you supposed to be anything? You can be whatever you want. And so I changed my major and became a journalism student. And fast forward to today, and I've been writing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> a paying gig so i guess here hold on let me rephrase that question <laughs> did you immediately transition into like getting paid work or was there a little bit of separation where you were like okay how do i do this oh i wish i had just like dove right in and gotten paid work but no it wasn't it wasn't quite that fast um what happened though was once i changed my major i um i got a um what do you call it a not an internship because it wasn't really an internship. It was more like a volunteer position where you volunteer with the the school paper. Mm. And if they like you enough, they eventually bring you on for paid work. I never got that far, <laughs> but, uh, but I at least got the, the, the taste of what it was like to have your name in print. Yeah. And my very first uh, published story <laughs> was on Valentine's day. It was about how to have an inexpensive Valentine's day date. And <laughs> it was just, it was so cheesy, but it was like perfect for the time. Like, you know, how to, how to, while your date, but inexpensively. Yeah. And uh, a, a little bit later, one of my uh, professors, I'd say about a year later, or maybe not even a year, it was less than that. But uh, she said that if we could get a, um, a local newspaper to publish us, then she would give us extra credit. And I was like, hey, that's a mission. I, I, I'm challenge accepted. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I started contacting newspapers in the area and magazines in the area. I lived in Tampa at the time, Tampa, Florida. And so there were a lot of cool like, yeah, it was, it was a big, uh, lots of papers at the time. Like there was lots of magazines, lots of newspapers. And I remember um, I called the TBT, which stood for Tampa Bay Times. It was like the the young and hip version of the newspaper. And I found out who the entertainment editor was. And I, I called him. I, I called him like straight up. And I was just like, hey, I need a I need a story so that I can get a good grade. <laughs> and he was like, OK, who is this girl? What does she want? And I was like, well, what if I bring you a story that is actually print worthy? Would you take a chance on me? And I remember I just kind of kept harassing him until he said, you know, if you'll just give me a story, I'll give you a chance. I'm sure. And uh, we had a really cool place that a lot of us used to go to. It was called Tijuana Flats. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's uh, like burritos and tacos, you know, it was Tijuana mm -hmm. Flats. And yeah. so one of the cool things about this particular restaurant is the ceiling tiles are all painted different ways. Like, um, you know, the, the fraternities and the sororities, they all had a ceiling tile. Uh, local businesses would, would paint, you know, ceiling tiles that, that were all kinds of ceiling tiles. And they looked so cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. And so I basically went to the owner and I was like, why are all your ceiling tiles painted this way? Like, what is the story behind why you have painted ceiling tiles? And um, I remember he said, well, what happened was when we first built our very first location in Orlando, um, my kid was with me and he kept running around in the paint. 
and I'm, you know, I only had so much money to build the location. And he kept running around in the paint. And then he ran over one of the ceiling tiles with paint on his shoes. And he's like, you know, at this point, though, I can't really buy any more ceiling tiles. So screw it. I'm just going to put it on the on the ceiling. And it became such a like a, a noticeable thing. Like people started paying attention to the fact that there was, you know, shoe prints on the ceiling tiles. Yeah. And next thing you know, people were like, well, hey, I could paint another one so that it, you know, kind of evens things out. And the whole um, entire restaurant ended up with painted ceiling tiles. And that became the tradition for Tijuana Flats. <laughs> That's like a Bob Ross happy accident right there. Yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so and so I took that story and I, I went back to TBT and I'm like, hey, wouldn't you like to know why Tijuana Flats has painted ceiling tiles? And he's like, yeah, that's quirky enough. Go for it. <laughs> and so I wrote the story and, and that was my very first paid assignment. I got $75 and my name in the paper and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good gig too. 75 bucks for your first uh, for your first job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, like looking back now, I'm like, okay, well, that really wasn't much per word, but it was so cool at the time. Like, I thought I was just, I thought I was hot shit, and uh, <laughs> and of course, I also got the extra credit as well, and that's what I was after. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, two birds, one stone. Exactly, exactly. So. talking about ghostwriting too and yeah. i was wondering do you ghostwrite for blogs do you ghostwrite books do you ghostwrite everything how does that, how does that work well, and I'm also do you get paid more money for ghostwriting because i've heard people say um you know using a byline with the, you know your name your face all your links you can charge people significantly more if they're like i don't want your stuff down there i want it to be like this came from internally or whatever You'd be like, okay, well, that's going to cost you twice as much. <laughs> I think I would have to say that really depends on on who you're writing for and what their budget is, because um, it, it's not always the case that I do get more if my byline is is not my name. Mm. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's 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 been a lot. So I guess I guess the best way to answer your question is let's break it down. What exactly do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how do you get into ghostwriting and is there an argument that it's more lucrative than just putting out stuff with your name? Okay. So the very first thing I would say is if you want to get into ghostwriting, you better start writing. Um, there are so many opportunities to write. You can start your own blog. You can work for Medium. Medium mm -hmm. is just, they let anybody write for them. And, and the more you write, the better, because that way you can figure out what the hell you even like to write about. Mm -hmm. uh, and you're going to need clips because if you want to start ghostwriting, you need proof that you actually know how to write. And unfortunately, once you do start ghostwriting, one of the any of the clips that you have, you can't use. You can't use them because it's not your name. As far as anyone's concerned, it was written by your client. Yeah. And so um, you need to start writing under your own name somewhere, even if it is your own blog. Um, I have a, a Medium account and I also have my own uh, website. But you also need to keep trying to pitch yourself as a writer with your own name to anybody who will actually talk to you or pay you. So there's, there's definitely something to be said for, for doing guest posting. Mm. Um, I've done a lot mm. for uh, I've done, you know, writing for GoDaddy. I was there. I was actually GoDaddy's very first out of house freelance writer. Uh, but that's another story, too. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, so just it's really that you've got to start writing. If you don't prove to people that you can actually string sentences together that make sense. And if you also have an intent that you're wanting to do, for example, if you're hoping to write for sales, you need to be able to write 
con- sales converting copy. So, yeah. I mean, th- that's really the big thing is you just got to start writing and you, and you got to start, you know, putting together a portfolio of clips. And if you're planning on making money at it, I, I would get on like every single website you can. Um, I, I had a Fiverr account for a hot minute. I've had Upwork. Well, I still have an Upwork account. Um, Ooh, which one of those do you like better from the inside out? Because I've used Fiverr before. I haven't used Upwork. Someone said that. I mean, it's basically, you know, McDonald's Burger King. Um, I think it's, oh, goodness. I don't really like Fiverr as much because of the fact that they do charge like such exorbitant fees to both the freelancer and to the clients. Um, but, uh, with Upwork, I've had some pretty good experiences. I mean, I, I can't say bad things about it. I don't like the fact that they charge the fees that they do, but it's kind of like just a cost of doing business. Um, well, I think last time I checked, they were the like number one, I don't know exactly what you call it, like freelancing connection website. I'm not sure. Yeah. Like a freelance platform. Yeah. And I know there's so many that are coming out right now, like um, Alexandra Fasulo, who uh, does the freelance fairy tales. She's been talking a lot about Contra HQ, and I've been mm. wanting to check that out. And uh, she always puts on on her Instagrams and stuff like different platforms to consider because she got her start on Fiverr. I don't know if you know this story. She was like um, she was on CNBC as like a Fiverr millionaire and it was like a big <laughs> deal. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know she been sharing a lot about the different uh, types of platforms that are out there. So I've been kind of looking into those, but um, I've just really been doing Upwork and referrals. <laughs> yeah. But in terms of um, whether or not it's more lucrative, I mean, it, it just, again, it depends on the client. Like, and it also depends on if you are asking for what you're worth. I guess that's the best way to put it because mm-hmm. I know for, for me, when I started, I, I was getting like what a penny or two per word. Yeah. And these days I, I charge significantly more than that, but it's also because I, I paid my dues and I have the proof that I know what I'm doing and all that good stuff. Yeah. And you have the ability to be like, that's not worth it to me. I remember the first job I took was charging probably about half of what I would now Yeah, just because I was like, well, I got to get my foot in the door. It's like, eh, it's not yeah. that big of a deal to get your foot in the door. Cause then you're going to have people that go, Oh, this guy only charges this much. And I, I had somebody refer me twice. I was like, actually, I charge a little bit more than that, but still not as much as I would if I just had met somebody organically. Right. Otherwise, you know, yeah, we talked about that on your show a little bit. Do you have any like horror stories of not getting paid what you looking back feel you should have? Yes, I really do. Um, I won't name names. I'll protect, no, 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 the, guilty. Yeah. I'll protect the guilty, but uh, no shade. There- We're just talking purely for education. Yes, I, I definitely have. Um, there was one particular client that um, I found out that she was actually selling my work. Um, I, I would ghostwrite for her and then she sold it to other people as ghostwritten work. Uh, so that was kind of rough. <laughs> but, That's, uh, I, I've never heard of somebody like plagiarizing for profit before. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, it was it was pretty rough. I uh, I. I you know, and the funny part was this, this particular person actually talked me down on my rates. She's like, I'm going to give you so much work if you'll just do it for less money. And then I found out she was charging like five times the amount of what I was charging her to sell it to other people saying that she goes wrote it. <laughs> that was, that was my biggest horror story, I guess. Yeah. You charge yourself into a point where somebody can easily take advantage of and profit off of you. Absolutely. And then I guess other horror stories is, yes, I've definitely had the people who will tell you they're going to give you all this work. You start writing it. There's no contract. They never pay you. Bruh. 
Um, and then you find out it's on their website. Then you have to send them a threatening letter pretending like it's a lawyer saying, if you don't get this off your website right away, I'm going to come out for you. Yeah. I've had that happen. Look up Google Docs. Is there a cease and desist letter in here? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> look for a what is it on panda doc looking for templates of cease and desist yeah. and uh let's see goodness other ones and uh, oh man this is one um one particular lady she really wanted to to get a ghostwriter she called me up and she's like hey i've got all these ideas you know what can what can we do i spent a good like couple of hours with her giving her you know the keys to the kingdom if you will and then she was, she emails me back and she's like, you know, I don't think I want to work with you, but I took one of your ideas and I wrote it. Can you read it and see how it is? And I'm like, that's double. Like, that's an asshole tax. Like, <laughs> I will charge you double to see if it's okay. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. like, I spent all this time with you and then you went and wrote it and then asked me, how is it? <laughs> yeah, no, I've talked to, I mean, people maybe not, aren't thinking of writing, especially not that kind of writing as art, but I lump us in with artists in so much that artists get that same thing all the time where people go, um, I want some custom art. I want a custom poem. I want a sculpture. And you're like, okay, but you're going to pay me for what I give you, whether you're like, I love it or I hate it. And some yeah. people are like, uh, I don't think so. And they're like, then no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Which yeah, sounds I'm harsh. Sorry. You but commission yeah. it, you pay for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I talked to a poet who's now the grand rapids poet laureate and she was like yeah you you get what i give you you don't get to tell me what to make <laughs> you just say you want some of mine this is this is what you get i like that <laughs> But the podcasting actually started because I was starting to get a little bit hyper-focused on, I really liked writing about marketing. I liked writing about, um, you know, connecting with people. And I actually got commissioned by GoDaddy to do a story on how to start a podcast. They wanted it to be a layman's terms, you know, uh, how yeah. to start a podcast and what the benefits of it were. And so they sent me to Podcast Movement in 2019 and I kind of just dove in. I, I didn't really know anybody in the space except for like John Lee Dumas and, and um, Pat Flynn because I was listening to their podcast because I was I was fascinated with the idea of, you know, just getting on a microphone and being able to spread your message. Um, so when I got to like see them in person, I thought it was like the coolest thing ever. And uh, I felt like a rock star that weekend because it was also my birthday weekend that particular weekend. Oh, very nice. So I, 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 made, a, I made a big splash, got to meet a, meet a bunch of people and you know, by the end of the conference, even though I didn't have a podcast at all, I was like, okay, I'm going to start one. Like, I don't, I don't know when, I don't know how. But you just got all jazzed up when you had, oh my like, God, I got, it like when a kid like, goes and sees their favorite band, they're like, I'm going to learn guitar. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was like, I am, I'm going to nail this. I'm going to figure it out. And uh, I had had the domain for so long and I, I didn't really know, you know, what I was going to do with it. I, I, I kind of wanted to start either a networking group or, or a podcast or something. And, um, you know, when that article finally came out, it was just like, well, I guess I better actually do this. Um, and then fast forward to, you know, uh, March 2020 and, you know, the pandemic hit and all of a sudden I'm at home with a lot of free time like everyone else. And I was like, well, I guess I really literally have no excuse anymore. I'm either going to do this or I'm not. <laughs> and yeah. So I did. And here we are. <laughs> How many episodes deep uh, are you now with your podcast? Um, I believe 26. So not many. I'm nowhere near like the level of, you know, 
the John Lee Dumas is doing one a day. I definitely don't do that. Uh, but yeah. I want to do more because I, I get a kick out of it. It's it's a lot of fun just like talking with people. Yeah. Yeah. And well, you've got a, a better idea than I do because I leave mine pretty open ended as far as how long or short they can be. But yeah. yours, for the most part, are like 20, 30 minutes long. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I did that intentionally because um, when I first was thinking about it, I was thinking about like, OK, what is it I like to consume? And usually whenever I'm like going for a walk or something, that's when I'll put my headphones in and I'm like, okay, by the time I get back from my walk, I want the episode to be over (laughs) so that I can get it all in. Um, But, and so one of the things I do to make sure that happens is if it is a little bit longer, I'll actually speed up the audio. (laughs) I'll do like the (laughs) 1.5 times speed just so I can like make sure I get it all in. So if it's like 45 minutes, I can still get it done in 30. (laughs) Yeah. 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 There's like the. it up just a little bit and then they sound like children yes or hyper focused they just sound so excited just like me (laughs) no breaks in between just constantly 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 talking yeah well what's funny though is like um there was one particular girl that i kept like i I always had her stuff on 1.5 times speed because you know i just i I wanted to consume her content as fast as i could and then she did a facebook live (laughs) and i was like fuck this is slow (laughs) (laughs) and it was like i kind of want to wait until the live is over download it and then speed it up (laughs) yeah i definitely benefit uh from editing myself um well actually i didn't mean that to say editing myself but yeah that (laughs) that also works too yeah i don't know I've, i've spared my listeners plenty of me well you've already seen me do it a couple times more or less blurt out several ideas and go, hold on, there's a question in here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I think I do the same thing too. Cause I get like, I don't know if it's like ADHD or, or what, but like I'll, I'll hear a question and then I answer everything but that question. And then when they start to ask the next one, I'm like, Oh yeah, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've, I do that way too often where I'll yeah. catch up to a thought, uh, one or two thoughts later down the line. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's partially because we're writers because we were yeah. told to like, tease them, give them all the info. And then at the end, finally answer their question. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, we'll blame that. We'll blame that. <laughs> and I'm a fiction writer who flies by the seat of his pants when he writes. So I'm more or less just like, I'll just keep talking. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll figure it out in 80,000 words or so. Yeah. And uh, you'll have so many details on the way. <laughs> so many details, so many useless details. give me like your street address but where do you live now i'm now in richmond kentucky and uh richmond kentucky you went to school in tampa florida yes i actually grew up in tampa florida i lived there for 35 35 years 36 here the one yeah 36 years and then (laughs) um and then you know right you know during the pandemic a lot of things happened uh basically uh, my my granny Pat, she she had passed away at the at the beginning of, of 2020. And oh, I'm sorry. Something about well, thank you. But something about um, you know everything that was happening in the world, it it became like very clear what the what the point of everything was. Like mm. I wanted to be with family. I wanted to be with family. And my husband and I, we we had a long a long conversation about. It. I think the entire drive home from from Kentucky, we were just talking about like 
you know, are we, what do we want to do? Like, do we want to move? Do we want to stay in Tampa? What do we want to do? And um, somewhere along the way, we were just like, yeah, I think we want to be near more of our family. And so I remember it was Super Bowl weekend and we told his dad that we were thinking about moving to Kentucky. And his dad looked at us and goes, finally and we're like what do you mean finally he's like i've been trying to leave tampa for years but i didn't want to leave you guys here alone and so next thing we know his house is up for sale my mom's house was up for sale and i was like i guess we're gonna move yeah (laughs) and so we did lots and lots of family yeah almost my entire family is is in the kentucky area and that's from your mom's side from your dad's side from both both actually both uh from uh so from they Korea, Mount it Vernon, and, and richmond took off for, for florida originally <laughs> yes. uh, yeah the, the reason my dad brought us down to florida is because he was working in construction mm. and in you know kentucky during the winter obviously you can't really work on the roads as much and so mm. he had heard that um from some family friend that there was nonstop work on roads in Florida. And so he went down to Florida, checked things out, saw that, hey, there really is a booming industry for, for construction. And then he brought my mom and and I down um, whenever I was a year old. And uh, that's how I ended up in Tampa, Florida. <laughs> Dude, I still wish because I lived in Jacksonville for a few years and okay. I, I miss the roads there so much because now in Michigan, it's starting to we had like a 60 degree day yesterday. It's supposed to be 60 degrees. Now is pothole season when everything, yeah, <laughs> when all the oh potholes show up. And I just remember thinking like there was like one or two roads in all of Florida that I drove on where I was like, this road sucks. And like every other road in Michigan sucks as bad as the worst road is in Florida. I think it, I think it's partially the snow and then the salt that they pour on the road that it just causes all those like deep pockets of erosion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's bad. This dude on TikTok's like, if you're from Michigan, and you car in front of you swerves hard. You don't even ask questions. You swerve too, because you're gonna hit yeah. a pothole. Yep, yep. I, I definitely have noticed a lot more potholes up here than than I did in Florida. I mean, don't get me wrong. In Tampa, there were a lot of potholes, but holy crap, they, there's there's ones here in, in Kentucky where when you hit it, you literally pray that your car's gonna make it over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I've hit them before and just gone. Oh, yeah. And like you apologize to the car and pray it yeah. forgives you. You turn left a little, turn right a little, just make sure that you still, everything works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. In my, in my dreams, I think about getting out of Michigan and I've thought about Kentucky because doesn't, is it Kentucky doesn't have a state income tax or is that? Yes, they do. And it's killing me this year. Oh, God. No, it's Tennessee. I'm thinking Tennessee. Tennessee close, is the one that Close by, yeah. but. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I'll tell you what, though, that was a rude awakening because, you know, <laughs> our, we're paying taxes for the very first time for state income taxes. Yeah, because Florida didn't have them, right? Correct. <laughs> uh. It's like, what, five or six percent? And I'm like, what? No, that's a lot. This can't be right. Yeah. Yeah, but then the accountant goes, "Yes, it's right." <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. The whole time I was in Florida, though, I was in the military, so I didn't have to change my uh, my state. So I still, like a dummy, paid Michigan state taxes the whole time I lived in Florida. Oh no, that's horrible. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about it. You know, I was like 21 years old. I was, I was like, taxes. I don't care. I got. I'm not married yet. I am fine. Well, you know, 
know what they say until you turn 25, nothing else counted because you weren't actually fully developed in your brain until you turned 25. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you have an excuse till then. <laughs> At least 25. I would argue maybe even 34. All right. I, I like that. I like that. We'll go with that. <laughs> for me. For me oh, personally. Okay. Yeah. Not. <laughs> I think I'm just a little behind the game, but... podcasting 20 you said 24 episodes in 26 26 26 yeah okay no i was thinking 24 because there was something around i think it might have been episode 20 or 24 of mine where i just felt like the whole thing started to sound different because you as i was kind of alluding to have a pretty good plan in place a pretty good structure in place where you kind of know what you're going to talk about you're going to get it wrapped up in such amount of time. And mine was, I had somebody helping me put it together. And they're like, so what's your focus? I'm like, just going to talk to people that are creative. Like, well, yeah. like what, like writers? I was like, mm, like anybody, musicians. And they're like, uh, okay, how long is it going to be? I was like, eh, you know, however. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, you have to know what you're doing. I was like, I'll figure it out. But <laughs> unfortunately for the show and anybody who listened to it early, early on, um, those first probably, you know, at least dozen, two dozen episodes was just me trying to figure out what the show was going to sound like, what it was going to look like, what it was going to feel like, hopefully to the listener. Um, do you, I think that's okay though. Do you, do you feel like each episode you're getting closer to like what you want it to sound like? Or did you have a really, cause you seem more structured than me. Did you have a pretty <laughs> good idea? Like, this is what I want it to be. And it's, it's been that, um, I'm still actually trying to figure that out, if I'm honest, uh, because, you know, initially, whenever I, I first got on, I was just like, you know, like I said, I, I wanted to just commit to 10 of just figuring out what I felt like being on a microphone. And of course, you know, two episodes in, I realized I really needed an actual blue Yeti rather than just the gamer headphones that I <laughs> was using in the beginning. Um, so I, think it, I was using just... headphones from uh, the first <laughs> that I had was like some Sony like earbud headphones with a little dangly thing that you can talk into on the phone. And I was yeah. using that and I was just trying to like pin it close to my mouth. Yeah. I'm using the HyperX gamer headphones and it has the detachable mic. And that's what I started with. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, keeping it you know, low budget, bro. Yeah. Cause I was like, you know, if I'm already going to spend a hundred dollars on these damn gamer headphones, I'm going to use them for something. That's right. But, uh, <laughs> I didn't realize that your mic actually mattered that much, whatever <laughs> learning, mm -hmm. but, uh, yep. But yeah, so I, I just, I committed to 10 and I was just like, you know, I, I want to talk about what I've learned in blogging. And so that's what I did with the first 10 episodes. And then it kind of just evolved of like, okay, if I'm going to have people on the show, I want to talk about their blogging journey and just figure out, you know, why they do what they do and, and kind of their backstory of, you know, how did your blog come to be that kind of stuff. That, that's kind of what we jammed on whenever you were on my show. Yeah. Um, but uh, to say that there was an actual structure to it, I, I guess it's sort of just it's evolved. It's, it's, you know, the more I practice and the more I play, the more I'm like figuring out, okay, this is what works. This is what, this is what doesn't, uh, definitely am not big by any stretch of the imagination. Do not have a lot of listeners, but, um, but I'm learning a lot and, and it's, it's been kind of cool because some of the opportunities that have come from it have been pretty amazing. Like, you know, just, just getting to talk to certain people. And, uh, I actually got the opportunity to, to host a show for a client. And oh, so cool. I'm, so I'm hosting uh, uh, Podcasting 101 with RSS.com. I actually am their host and it, I get to talk to people on their behalf. 
And so that's been kind of neat, just like yeah. seeing what is available in the world of podcasting. And, you know, they say that guest podcasting is the new guest blogging. So mm. I, I kind of feel like, all right, if, if the times are changing, I better keep up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh, I want to ask you a question since you're talking about guest blogging, because somebody and I'll, I'll bleep it when I edit it out, but somebody from cold call emailed me and was like, Hey, I want to write a guest post for your website. If you want to see it, let me know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I like initiative, but at the same time, I don't know if it's just like some weird robo call thing, you know, I get those all the time. I get at least like, I'd say between 10 and 15 a month of people asking if they can add guest posts or guest links or something to yeah. my website. So I'm a lot of them are it, poorly written. This was the first one that was actually well written. I was like, Oh, this person actually, actually knows how to write a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's funny because, um, you know, there's, there's definitely the spray and pray mentality, just like, you know, they'll, they'll write one blanket, you know, template that they just change the name out to everyone. But what's mm. really funny is when they forget to change the name, and so it'll be like, hey, Kara, I love Kara.com. And I'm like, um, yeah, I'm Ashley. Thanks for playing. But uh, <laughs> so, you know, it is it is kind of amusing. All the the robo stuff, like you said. Yeah. And it's hard to tell what's what, especially. It was still while well, I was pretty. I mean, I still say I'm pretty new, like my podcast just hit the two year mark. But um, in that first year, or towards the end of that first year somebody reached out to me and was like i'd like to be on your podcast and i was like bruh this sounds you know spammy <laughs> and i asked i asked the dude who uh yeah who's my uh technical advisor his name's jason and he was like yeah that sounds pretty shady dude i wouldn't do it but i was like eh, i'll see where it goes and it turned out to be the most listened to episode that i've had so far that's so, awesome though so yeah so it it always makes me like, I get. don't know if I want to delete this because, yeah, sometimes it actually works out to your benefit. But more often than yeah. not, it seems like it's somebody who speaks English as a second language, which isn't a knock on somebody. But right. if you're trying to show like showcase your writing and you don't have a really good sense of American English grammar and yeah. syntax, then, you yeah, know. like I can write good for your website. Like, uh, no. Right now, what's going on? Oh, goodness. Um, well, just had a couple of articles come out with GoDaddy. Um, we talked about uh, how to use Harrow to grow your business. Um, Harrow stands for Help a Reporter Out. It's one of my favorite websites in the whole world. It's, it's saved me a lot uh, hmm. journalistically. Um, are you familiar with the website? No. Okay. Help Because when you first said it, I thought of a bike company that used to make BMX bikes. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. No, but uh, Harrow is Help a Reporter Out. And basically, it is a almost like a connection platform for journalists and uh, sources, if you will. Hmm. So the way that it works for journalists is you sign up as a journalist and you say, you know, I, I write about these topics and you can add queries looking for sources to talk about anything. And so I actually, to write about Harrow, uh, went to Harrow. And I put a query on there saying, you know, I, I'm looking for people who have used um, Help a Reporter Out to get guest posts, um, to get, you know, guest opportunities and things like that on different websites. And how has it worked for you? What are your best tips for using it? That kind of stuff. And so that article just came out with GoDaddy. And then we also did one um, on how to make money with a website while you're still in school. 
So we, we've done some pretty cool stuff this year and I, I've actually done a lot for them. That, that's a lot of fun. Um, so I really enjoy like writing about, you know, I, I already said it before, but like marketing and social media and, and blogging, like it's, it's kind of fun to blog about blogging, Yeah, <laughs> but that's one of the things I really enjoy. And then, um, any of the ghostwriting stuff I can't really talk about, but I've, I've yeah. been writing for, um, some tell us who you work for. No, absolutely not. Um, NDAs, NDAs. Uh, but uh, one of them's a psychologist and she's just, uh, she's been one of my longest term clients in, in terms of ghostwriting. And I love writing for her. It's a lot about the mental health and self-care. Yeah. And um, that's it, fun it, stuff to write about. Cause one of my still like regular every other week clients um, is a lot of mental health stuff. And people say stuff like, Oh, you know, when you tell somebody you love them, it releases serotonin. I'm like, no, it's oxytocin. Yeah. That's like, let me correct like, you. Let wait, how do you know you. that? I'm like, I'm a blogger. Yeah. I know a I lot of it. weird shit. And I stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we have all this uh, this useless knowledge, right, that just yeah. comes out in random moments. I'm like, if I'm ever on Jeopardy, I'm going to nail it. <laughs> yeah. And I know things Even from though, working with other people like... Oh, if you uh, if you do rideshare, then you get a special tax form you got to fill out. Like, right? Well, you, you, you want to do something crazy, something absolutely insane though. Is I have what's known as writer's amnesia, where mm. after I write a post, I completely forget I wrote it, and it gets me in trouble sometimes because I'll start reading something. I'm like, wow, this is pretty good. And they're like, you wrote it, <laughs> and then I just sound like a jerk. Like, oh, I'm so modest, but yeah, look at me, look at me. Well, I think that's probably the curse of the more stuff that you write. Yeah. Um, the harder it is to keep track of it. Like yeah. I've got four kids and sometimes I have to go, Hey, your name, you know, before I, <laughs> before I say it, I just got to hesitate and go make sure. Cause right now it's spinning around like ticket, 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 ticket. That's their name. That's funny. That's very funny. But yeah, I can definitely relate to that. But yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of goes back to grade school. Whenever I was writing all those, you know, book reports and stuff I'd memorize, yeah. regurgitate, forget. Yeah. <laughs> Looking forward, you still want to keep doing the blogging and, and that I'm sure. But if you could land like one job, is there an ideal client, an ideal position, or is it getting a book deal, whether it's fiction or nonfiction or what's. What's your like, you know, golden opportunity? Game. Yeah. <laughs> um, to be honest with you, I kind of want to start um, a niche blog for myself. I I think it'd be really cool to see if I could take everything that I've learned over the last, you know, goodness, I started in 2007, so a lot of years. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to see if I can take everything I've learned since I started and and turn it into something that can grow and be a profitable niche blog. Like I, I would love to see if I could do it like with my actual name. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Taking yeah. the credit for it, taking the bow at the end. Yeah. I want the credit and the cash. <laughs> yeah. There's, um, Oh, she did a Ted talk. Her name is Adrian. She does a yoga channel on YouTube called yoga with Adrian. Yes. I love that channel. Yeah. She did a TED talk that specifically talks about business and like the model of like giving things away for free in order to yep. attract people to where they can come and spend money and just yep. her entire business model. She's a phenomenal businesswoman. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. What, what I don't do know. they call that? Freemium marketing? Free, premium? Yeah. She's like, <laughs> I give away free stuff 
constantly and then encourage people to come to the website where they can donate for Patreon. They can buy specific things or one-on-one classes or, you know, whatever. I love that. And that's, that's kind of what I want to play with. I, I, yeah. I love the idea of giving maximum value, but also earning a healthy wage. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then you can do those kinds of things. You can say like, I can read your things one-on-one and give you back and forth, or I can do a, you know, small class presentation or whatever else. I, I want to actually become internet famous. <laughs> yeah. As, uh, as the name famous Ashley Grant might suggest. Yes, yes. Uh, well, it's so funny because I did not name myself. I, I am pretty vain, but I'm not that vain. Um, <laughs> I actually, uh, that name was given to me. Uh, my moniker was given to me by a, a man lovingly known as Ron from the Dawn in Tampa, Florida, back when I was working for Channel 10 I, that, when I was blogging. Ron uh, from the Dawn he, sounds like the coolest dude. <laughs> yeah, he actually is the coolest dude. Uh, he was working for the Don Cesar as a concierge. So it was Ron from the Don who's a concierge. <laughs> and uh, so he he blurted it out one day whenever I was covering an event for Channel 10. Um, and he, he screamed it across the room. And I was like, that's really funny. And then needless to say, he gave me way too much white wine. And he just kept cementing that name. He kept saying it over and over again. And uh, I thought it was funny. And so I bought the domain and I was like, you know what, if anyone asks now, I'm just going to say I'm the famous Ashley, because yeah. there was another writer. It's it's true story. Another writer in Florida, in Sarasota, her name was Ashley Grant. And people would always call me looking for her. Yeah. And so when the <laughs> moniker joke began, I would say, oh, no, I'm the famous one. <laughs> yeah. That's that's great marketing. Yeah. You know? and, and so what was funny is I put it on my business card just for shits and giggles, just to see what would happen. And it was the first year I made full-time income as a freelancer. And so I was like, fine, fuck it. From now on, I'm famous Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know what it is. And I'm not I'm not saying this to be mean to it. It's I appreciate how you did that with famous Ashley Grant, but have you ever watched um <laughs> Parks and Recreation? No, I haven't. <laughs> there well, there's a cult that believes that, you know, the end of the world, there's some like Godzilla type monster that's coming gonna like breathe fire on everybody and that's gonna be the end of the world. But they call themselves the reasonableists. Oh God. Or the rationalists or something like that. And they're like, like, why do they call them that? They're like, because it's hard to attack somebody who calls themselves the reasonableists. That's hilarious. Like, that's actually kind of brilliant. That is kind of brilliant. So I basically put a target on my face. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. But I don't want to be Kardashian famous. So that's that's all that matters. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there you go. You know. (laughs) People following you around everywhere. You're like, dude, I'm just trying to go to the store. Yeah. Oh, God. That'd be the worst. That's the weirdest thing is now there's all these pictures of celebrities, like, not knowing they're getting their picture taken, like, (laughs) looking at a head of lettuce. It's like, oh, that's what it was. It was Quentin Tarantino. I was scrolling through Twitter, and it was like, here's Quentin Tarantino just being a person. He's, like, walking around the grocery store, looking at things, like, putting stuff in his cart, like. Yeah, almost every like edition of In Touch or, or or Us Weekly or whatever, it has like a, a full spread of they're just like us, and it's them, you know, celebrities doing like things like you and I would do, pushing like, their kid okay, on the swing. Seriously, <laughs> just. But I love the celebrities who have full time photographers that follow them, follow them around, and then they sell those pictures to TMZ. That those are the ones that crack me up the most. That's that's hilarious. <laughs> like I've been seeing um, every single post that Justin Bieber has had lately. Every single photographer credit is the same photographer, and I'm like, I wonder if that's his like full time photographer that goes around with him everywhere. 
Cause like yeah. I knew, I knew about the story of like Hugh Hefner had like a string of photographers that would follow him everywhere. Cause he documented his entire fucking life. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just, I, I think that's wild. And I, I even thought about on the, uh, the famous Ashley blog, I thought about doing a series of like quotes about being famous or, or like five, la- five fame lessons we can learn from Taylor Swift or, you know, s- just silly things like that. <laughs> and I still kind of want to play with it, but I'm also scared to go down that hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm so, Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> so will we ever see uh, a novel or a book or a kid's story in the works? Or is that just not your cup of tea? Well, I mean, I did. I have released um, one ebook. It was uh, hundred ways to save hundreds on your wedding. But uh, and I, I, I would like to play more with the idea of that, uh, like not just particular weddings, but, um, you know, just different things. Like I, I did a um, hundred things to do in Tampa. That was uh, recently on my on my website. And I did. Um, well, a, a very popular post that I've got right now is 101 ways to make money online. And so mm. like, I like the idea of, I don't know what it is about the number 100, but I love it. <laughs> and so like, I, I want to play with that more and and see what other lessons I can glean and, and maybe put those out there. And those could be potential eBooks at some point, or maybe it'll be like a whole anthology and then I'll just release all of them at once and be like 100 topics with 100 things each. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anything's possible. Who knows? <laughs> Uh, well, we're closing in on yeah, just under an hour. So, um, yeah, time flew. Wow, this was fun. <laughs> time does fly. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else that we didn't talk about that you're kind of like, ooh, let's let's highlight this one other thing? I, I mean, we've we've covered a lot, but I think the big thing that I just really want to hammer in on is if you are considering doing anything in writing, just start writing. Yeah, you can read a shit ton of books. You can take a whole bunch of courses but if you don't actually start writing what are you even doing man you're not a writer until you start writing (laughs) and i guess one other thing too that i would be curious about uh even now because i haven't really used those is the the uh like the kind of like the job finder websites for for writers yeah is there anything that people should look for in terms of like what are qualities of good ones and bad ones without necessarily saying like, here's my endorsement or this one sucks. <laughs> oh man. Well, you can um, endorse one, I guess, but maybe let's, yeah. I, I would say, I, I would say that I'm not good enough to speak on that. I, like yeah. I, I'm not well-versed enough because I, I've been very fortunate that I've had so many referrals. So mm. instead I would strongly recommend checking out Alexandra Fosulo and her podcast, the freelance fairy tales, she has a wealth of knowledge on how to find, you know, things online that you can make money with um, in terms of uh, in terms of ghostwriting or copywriting. So definitely check out her website and I'll make sure I send it to you so you can put it in the show notes because, I mean, she's a genius when it comes to finding, you know, people to work for and, and write for. Yeah, yeah for sure. Fairly. Li- Freelance, freelance fairy tales. <laughs> freelance yeah. free tales. Freelance, freelance fairy tales. Yes, yes. I can Alexander barely talk Pesulo, She's she's amazing. Like uh, I, I'm kind of fangirling over her <laughs> right now. It's a really good title too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's she's brilliant. Mm. All right. Well, um, then tell everybody last thing, and I'll maybe cut it in towards the front too so that people hear it uh more likely than not 
Uh, I'm just going to repeat the same thing. If you want to be a writer, you better start writing. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, but you're on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You got a website, any of those things? Any and all? Yeah, if, if you search for Famous Ashley Grant, you will find me somewhere online. Um, even if it's not the handle itself, it's somewhere in the bio. So FamousAshleyGrant.com and Famous Ashley everywhere. <laughs> all right. Well, and let's be friends. <laughs> yeah. And listen to the bloggy friends. friends. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which is at bloggyfriends.com. <laughs> there you go. Bloggyfriends.com, famousashleygrant.com, and everything else you can find from there. Yes. And hit me up on Twitter. If you want to be friends, we can chat. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Thanks for having me on yours. This is fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. We'll keep in touch. Yes, sounds good. All right, everybody. That was Ashley Grant. All the relevant stuff is in the show notes. Ashley, so much. So much. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, maybe one of these days I'll learn how to talk properly. All right, everybody. See you next week. Mwah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Weird, right?